Hey, good people, how we doing? How we doing? For those of you who are joining us one more time and again, thank you so very much. You know, we love to have you. For those of you who it's your first time here, welcome. You are amongst family. We welcome you. We love to have you. Please sit back and enjoy. Now, this episode, I usually I've been doing uh, good voices for a couple of weeks now, and it's been going great. We've been getting some good reactions to it. We have people that um, we have a a long list of people that um, are signed up to to do it. But I wanted to do this episode. I wanted to do this episode solo dolo because something has been on my heart to talk about for this week, uh, especially today, before a long time. Um, it shouldn't be this hard to dive into it, <laughs> but uh, usually the, the, the most depthy conversations are the ones that take a while to dive into. We live in a time where nobody wants to be themselves, apparently. We live in, and, and it's not just this era, you know, with, with media in general for a while has made its bread and butter on selling us who we aren't, right? You don't make money celebrating people who they are and where they're at because then there's no reason for people to buy, right? There's no reason for people to to self-improve if they already love themselves. If they're already cool with themselves, then why do they need all the makeup? Why do they need all the the the, the wigs? And why do they need all the tan, tan uh, lotions? And why do they need all of the fancy clothes? And why do they need all of these things to, to build themselves up when they feel good about themselves already? I was I just finished watching uh the Oprah the the own network documentary uh Dark Girls the first part the first episode and let me tell you it broke my entire heart entire heart now if you are listening to this and you are a a a, a non colored person you might not know because I, I know a lot of people outside of the, the black community are just not aware of the colorism that goes on. And I know, you know, in the past couple of weeks, there have been a whole bunch of memes and a whole bunch of information and a whole bunch of, of, of reading given. But I want to contextualize it a little bit and I want to put it in a place of a feeling and emotion because sometimes when information fails us, right? I, I personally, I can read all day and not get it. But if I hear a story, my eyes become widened. If I can see you, not necessarily read you, but if I can see you, I can feel you. I'm watching this uh, documentary, Dark Skin, Dark Girls, and as a darker brother, I, I recalled and thought back on my experiences growing up as a young kid, being a darker skinned uh, boy 
and the self-love issues that I had, the self-image issues, and this is as a guy, right? I could I could only imagine. Well, I, I just heard what the, the these women went through, right? And and I, I related to it, right? They said skin lightening cream. Skin lightening cream globally is a $43 billion, or was, probably more now, was a $43 billion business. It's billion with a B. $43 billion to address issues of people trying to cure a disease that they don't have. $43 billion spent globally to address the issue that people take with their blackness. Now, it's hard. I, 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 I apologize for the pregnant pauses and the slow start because it is an issue that, one, obviously, I relate very closely to being a, a, a darker skinned brother, but I, it also hurts my heart because I have a history. And I think I, I spoke about this on, uh, on good words on Instagram today, um, on IG on live. And I spoke about the history that I had um, in terms of not protecting, appropriately protecting black women, not being an advocate, not being there for black women in the past. I have a history of being a type of brother who quote unquote preferred white women. And, and when we're in it, you know, when we're when we're in that mind state and when we condition our or when we are when we live out the conditioning that we have, we make the excuse of, you know, that's just my preference. I love all women, but I just prefer. And as the the eloquent and. Incredibly. Their uh, sister, Erica Lachey mentioned in a video she said you know love at first sight isn't real you 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 we choose who to love you might be attracted at first sight but you choose who to love it and and it goes back to the point that we are conditioned to like what we like we don't just pop up one morning and say oh i think i'm going to like you, we, we're, we're conditioned to have certain preferences. Right? We, we're, we're conditioned to, um, and some conditioning is is more acceptable than others. Some some conditioning is more detrimental than others. Right? Some some people like tall tall partners. Right? If you are a tall person, you might prefer to have a fellow tall person. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm I'm a short dude, so I mean I, I <laughs> I'm I'm out your category then. But you know uh some people prefer to have people that are well-spoken. It's nothing wrong with that, right? Inherently, there's nothing wrong with that. If you, 
if you judge people, if you look down on people, then it becomes egregious. But if you are a person that likes to be in conversation and likes to be in deep conversation and likes to have very intense, learned conversations, you might not want to be with a person that is always talking about gossip sites or uh, is always talking about things that are just not really heady. You might prefer to be with a person who only talks about gossipy stuff and who is not a very um, depthy type of talker. I know people who can't have a, a funny conversation because it's always something of deep depth. They can't get a laugh and you can't get a joke in because it's so serious and so stoic and so uh, always highly intellectualized and they're always quoting uh facts and and it becomes very trivial becomes very very like do i have to walk around with a with a dictionary and with a you know some people don't like that some people love that that's your preference some people prefer you know people with a lot of money Inherently, there's nothing wrong with that. If you are not using the person, if you're not selling your yourself, nothing wrong with that, I guess. Some people prefer people that are very spiritual and connect on a spiritual level. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But I think that there is something wrong when we start to use our conditioning in a way hmm, in a way to further the supremacy of other people based solely on skin color right i uh, and and i guess i have to talk about this because uh i i what i said earlier was you can't really change until you face the, the thing that you're trying to change. You can't change until you are face-to-face -face with your history. So I'm going to go there. And I'm going to, as I, as I do, as I tend to do, I'm going to bear myself. And I'm going to go there. Because one, our, our platform Right. Not my platform, but our platform, yours, mine, whether you're a returning listener or first time listener. This is your platform. Now, our platform is a platform of vulnerability, a platform where you can speak your mind. You can say what you want. You can think what you want. You can post here, uh, post comment and not feel like you're going to be uh, hounded out. No, 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 that's not the place for that. This is the place where you talk. This is the place where you 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 share yourself, bear yourself, and, and are vulnerable. And we have to be able to be vulnerable about our histories because we can't change it. We can't change it, and if we don't change, if we don't look at our history and don't and and aren't vulnerable about our history, then we're doomed to keep on repeating it. And and that's what we don't want to do if our history is egregious. So. I was a person, like I said earlier, I was a person who had those those preferences. And when again, I say when you're in it, you try to justify it away from 
malevolent conditioning. But as I got older, I started to realize, you know what? There's been some real stinking thinking that I have been susceptible to and that I had been around and that was highly contagious. I have to say this and we can break down what I mean by the term. Actually, I will. I'll break down what I mean by the term. I'll say this. White supremacy is highly contagious. Highly contagious and not just amongst white folk. White supremacy, believe it or not, affects as many black folk as it does white folk. As many Asian folk as it does black folk. As many uh, Latinx folk as it does Asian folk. As many uh, Indian and brown folk as it does Latinx folk. It affects the whole lot of us. And when I say white supremacy, I don't mean bad white people. You are the worst. I'm not. That's not what I mean. I mean, the, the social construct, the idea that white is the gold standard and the closer that you are to it, the better you are. This is manifested worldwide when you see trends of upward mobility based on your proximity to whiteness, acceptability based on your proximity to whiteness, and it goes deeper than color, right? It goes to how we speak. It goes to how we present ourselves in a society. It goes to who we associate with and even who we choose to partner with and mate with and marry and have children with and extend our lineage with. A lot of black men and even black women intentionally choose to extend their lineage with people who are closer to white. Because we've been conditioned to see this skin that this black skin that we're in as a burden. I'm here to tell you that it's not. I'm here to tell you that scientifically and biologically it's not. I'm here to tell you that the pulchritude in your melanin is something that has been tried to, that that white supremacy as a system has tried to beat out of you has tried to media its way out of you has tried to program out of you but it still stands you're beautiful and as we see the 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 magazine covers all over the country and especially in the time when i was growing up especially the time before now now you know we we have a little bit of a of a not equity but a little bit more equity in terms of who we see on on magazine covers and who we see probably because of the internet and because of spaces like Instagram and 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 um places where independent photographers and independent models can show how beautiful they are without going through the gatekeepers because this is white supremacy as well these gatekeepers who have for years before 
put their personal standard and their personal preference of who's beautiful and who has beauty and, and, and their definition of pulchritude, they push that on the public. Right? So what they deem as beautiful is the standard. So we have a culture. And, and again, I don't want to make it, this is a platform for everyone. So I don't, I, I got to talk about this. And that's why I opened up the episode I opened up the conversation with saying that everyone is chasing something that they're not. Everyone. I have no problem with self-improvement. Absolutely no problem with self-improvement. But if your only self-improvement is surface, that's a problem. And if your desire for self-improvement comes from a place of hate, that's a problem. That's an issue. And like I said, it is not just the burden of the white community. Right. It's not just the burden of the white community. You have people in look at Dominican Republic, for example. Right. Who has a strong history uh, because they share the island of Hispaniola. I think that's the name of the island with uh, with Haiti, and they have a strong resentment towards darker-skinned folk. Right? Look at gl- worldwide what happens. Look at the, the 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 commercial in I think it was China or, or or Japan or Korea where where they had the 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 young black man go into the be put into the washing machine, and he comes out a white person or or a, a very pale Asian. So it's a system of getting the, 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 the closest thing to perfect, quote unquote perfect. And what white supremacy has infected the world with is the idea that white is perfect. And I want to talk about the word white, right? Because so many people, even black folk, right? The phenomena of passing white. There, there are many stories. As a matter of fact, the story of um, uh, what's it, Rodney King, right? Rodney King, one of the jurors on the Rodney King case was a gentleman who was that never knew that he was black because his his dad was a passing black man. So here you are, this guy who has for his entire life related and 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 identified as a white person. And the whole time he was. He, black right societally black or 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 uh not societally black but dna wise he would be categorized as as a black person right as a as a african person or it's the idea of whiteness is what is uh what is dangerous because historically we go back and the idea of whiteness itself changes so much. Who is white? Who gets into, who gets to occupy the pantheon of whiteness? Who gets to occupy the space of what whiteness is? And who are the unlucky few, or majority rather, who occupy 
blackness. I want to say this because for so long, we treat we as black folk have treated ourselves worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's so sad because it is it is a symptom of white supremacy to view black as bad, thus disposable. So when it's bad when a white person does it. It's just downright wrong when we do it. It's heartbreaking. I wept. I wept and I weep when I see it happening because we see ourselves as such of a lesser being. And it plays out in so many different ways. It plays out in communities where we are so able to to kill each other without thinking. It plays out in in. When we have the, the when we play the preference game and say, you know, I just prefer white women or I just prefer lighter skinned women. I, it, it plays out. It plays out when we refuse to support our own. We support every other kind, every other uh, uh, community, every other every other person except for us. We always take a stance of doubt. We always take a stance of, of, and it's, it's heavy on me now because I can remember thinking that way. I, I could remember just f- feeling like looking at my, looking at my, my, the women in my family and knowing how strong they are, knowing knowing how beautiful they are knowing how 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 resilient they are and how worthy they are but still still having still having this conditioning of my mind still having this 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 sickness of white supremacy in my mind that that makes me that made me view these, this, these outside women are so much better. I remember being infected with that. I remember looking at myself and remembering all the jokes that was that that was told to me when I was younger about me having dark skin and 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 all of the the little belittling comments and all of the things coming from people that not not just from white folk but from black folk. I remember, and I remember. I remember I remember I had a shirt. I had a shirt from Urban Outfitters. Excuse me, sorry. I had a shirt from Urban Outfitters and it was uh actually it was, it was a pretty dope shirt, but it just what it represented was very ugly. It it was a shirt that had two white women on it and I would wear it and there was um, two white women and they were licking chocolate ice cream. And um, I would wear it. And my, and my mother asked me at dinner one day, she said, why? Look at your sister. Why, why would you wear that in front of us? And I made this big argument. You know, I'm a young guy. You know how youth are. We think we know everything and the world is ours and we are 
so much better than the, the generation that passed us and we know everything and, and and my conditioning saw myself as or saw those women as the gold standard of what is attainable when it came to women. I saw myself the most successful version of myself in my head at that time was with a woman that looked like that. Anything else was failure. (laughs) Sitting at a dinner table with my mother, a beautiful black woman. Sitting at the table with my sister, a beautiful black woman. Coming from a father, darker father, being a darker person. And I thought the gold standard, the gold standard of of beauty and pulchritude was a white woman. And thinking about this now breaks me entirely. Thinking about this now fills my heart with a scream that I am fighting with every bit of my, of every fiber of my being to hold back because I see it in the eyes of our black women. I see it. I see the disappointment. 47 point uh, or 41.7% of black women unmarried. I see it. I see it in the eyes of our black women who see the successful of us, who see the, the, the those of us who make it out, who's of, of, of urban America, who those of us who ascend to certain levels run after what we view as a trophy. I see it. I see the 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 disdain in the eyes of a woman of, of women who always run to protect us who give them their their lives and give themselves give their hearts give their nurturing give everything they have to protect us and hold us up and build us up and and keep us sustained in a world that that does not love us and i'm talking about black men and i see the disappointment in their eyes because every chance we get cast them aside we treat them like dirt we treat them we don't listen to them we call them angry black women we call them angry black women they should be angry they should be furious at us because we have failed them we have failed them And if you were listening to this as a, as, as a non-black woman and you get offended, I don't care. Not at all. This is a platform for everyone, yes, but this is a platform for truth. And truth must live here, regardless of who it offends. 
regardless of whose feathers it ruffles, regardless of who it makes uncomfortable, I have to tell the truth. And the truth is that we as black men have failed our women. And we have put you white women, if you feel offended, we have put you on a pedestal for way too long. You have been the standard of pulchritude for way too long. Yeah, you, you might be beautiful as well, but you do not deserve to be put above our women, not by us. Not by us. Equal at best, but not above, not by us. This conditioning needs to end with us, brothers. It needs to end. I don't care who you are, what school you went to, right? What fraternity you, you went to, what block you claim, what career you have, how hard you are, how learned you are. I don't care who you are. This conditioning and this thought type needs to end because our women are out here suffering suffering the same women that stick up for us and we don't care not enough and we run off at every point that we that we can as soon as we get a little a little bit of a, a social hierarchy and we spend it all it's flat we, we 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 flash our little so-called trophies and it shows how ignorant we are. And it shows how much we hate ourselves. It shows how stupid we are. It shows how much white supremacy has worked its way mitochondrially into who you are. How dare you? How dare we? How dare we? Fix our face. I look at my younger self and I say, how dare I do something as dumb as that? How dare I look in, in, into the eyes of these beautiful black women and turn my head and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prop up a woman from another community above you. You who would have my back. You who would, would give your, your heart to protect my body. You. And I treat you like dirt. I should be ashamed of who I was and I am. Ashamed enough to change. Ashamed enough to turn away from the abysmal thinking that we have had for way too long. Way too long. And it's not just in this country. It's worldwide. You want respect? Respect your women. You want to show that your life matters? Show that the life of your women matters. How in the hell are you, excuse my language, but how in the hell are you going to expect to build a community of your own and you can't even protect your women? You won't even date a black woman and you want to talk black power? You're weak. You are weak. You lack the testicular fortitude to stand up and stand with your own community when it counts. Not just on Instagram, anybody could post something. Not just talking, anybody can talk. You know how easy this is to do? Well, it's not that easy, but you know how, how it can be. Stand with, your, stand with the women in your community when it counts, when it matters. 
when your brother is calling a woman out of her name or, or making her feel uncomfortable cat calling on, on the street, you're going to allow that to happen. You're weak. You're a weak individual. You allow one of your brothers to raise their hand to a woman, you are weak. You're weak. And until we get out of this conditioning, until we get out of this mindset, until we get out of this thinking that we are, are, are so below and beneath that we need to attach ourselves to a white person in order to ascend, we will never be the community that we are called to be by God. It is time. It is beyond time. And I'm angry. I'm angry, yes. I'm angry at us and I'm angry at myself. I'm angry at myself for taking so long to do this. I'm angry at myself for taking so long to say this. I'm angry at myself for having a history of not standing up for black women in my life. I'm angry. And it's a justifiable anger. Let's stand up. Let's stop playing these games of, of, of inferiority and insecurity. Let's stand up. Let's celebrate our women who are doing great things in this world and not trying to not trying to flaunt our ego and be insecure and keep them down and hold them down and say, this is a conspiracy, this and this is a conspiracy that you should be celebrating your woman who is doing great things in this world. Celebrating the women of our community who are trying to lift us up. We give them hell when they go over and, and marry someone outside the community. But we don't want them when they over here, right? You're a baby. You're an immature baby. Just like a baby who, who doesn't want to play with the toy until you grab for it and they want it and cry for it. You're a baby. An undeveloped child. And I speak like this because I speak with passion because I know how beautiful of a people we can be, how beautiful of a people we are, how powerful of a people we are, how resilient of a people we are. If we get out of this stupid thinking, how great we can be on this world, great we can be on this earth, great we can be for America and for ourselves. If we stop this thinking of inferiority, this compromising talk, this this talk that says, you know, I, I, I acquiesce to being a lesser being. You are not a lesser being. You are not a lesser being. You are not a lesser being. Black women, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you so much with all my heart. Only God is above you in my heart. Because I know that within you, within you is life. And not only the life to, to extend my lineage, but the life to extend the whole community. Within you is the makings, what made life on this earth. Within you is the divinity. Hmm. You are the conduit of life. 
the conduit of our, of, oh my God. To have a connection with you is to have a spiritual connection with God. I apologize to you for the times that I was less than a man, that I was less than a protector, that I was less than an advocate, that I was less than who I was called to be to you by God. I apologize to you, black women, because I have not done enough. I have not done enough. This, this is not enough. Anyone can talk. This is not enough. I pledge my heart to you. I pledge my life to you. This is not enough. And look, anyone who I offended, that's fine. I don't care. I don't care. Because some things are more important than coddling your feelings. Some truths are more important than coddling your, 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 your politically correct, your, your need to be politically correct. Nah, 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 that don't fly over here. Not ever again. Not ever again. Not ever again. How dare you disrespect who brought life to this world and who gave you your life. Think good, see good, do good, be good. Good people, don't forget to follow Finding Good Times at Finding Good Times on all platforms, at Finding Good Times on all available platforms, and of course, FindingGoodTimes.com. Keep following, keep sharing, keep reposting, most importantly, keep being good. Love y'all.